Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your podcast mogul, your host, Phil Better. Today, I am excited to have the guy who went down to nothing. He blew up his business. The tech department is the name of his company. It's Dan Kirby. He also has an amazing podcast called Honey, I Blew Up the Business or Blew Up My Business, right? Blew Up The Business. Blew Up The Business, yes. Honey, I Blew Up The Business. Um, An amazing podcast. Your first guest was Dan Sullivan, a huge person. Uh, But before anything, Dan, please, thank you for being on the show and please introduce yourself. Well, thank you for having me. It's great, great to be here. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm Dan. You, you did a great job explaining who I was there. But I'm, I'm a, well, I'm an entrepreneur, and I have been an entrepreneur for uh, over twenty-one years. And um, yeah, so I've kind of been around the block a little bit, and um, I, I kind of started my career with a brand design business, which I sold in two thousand and nine to the guy I founded the business with. But the business I run now is called The Tech Department, was founded in 2004. So I had these two businesses going together. <clears throat> so I sold one business to go to focus on, on the other. And it was going really great. And it's um, going really great now. But we had this kind of detour back in 2017 where it, it all went horribly wrong. And um, so hence the name of the podcast, Honey, I Blew Up the Business, because Honey, I Blew Up the Business. <laughs> Yes, you get into it in the the pretty much the trailer of your podcast. You talk about everything that went wrong, not necessarily what went wrong, but everything that compiled to uh, to to pretty much make you blow up the business. And then you came back and you made it even stronger than ever. I bet. Uh, but I want to know, Dan, why did you start podcast? Uh, why did you start going into entrepreneurship? What was it about entrepreneurship that was like, "Yep, this is what I want to do." Uh, well, it wasn't quite as, as strategic as that. <clears throat> uh, basically, I was a, a, a young, well, I was 27 years old and I was um, working in a, in a job in a technology company because it was the kind of dot-com era. So it was like websites were a thing. And I was the young dude at this company I was working at in a kind of marketing PR, PR company. And so they said, you're young, you must know all about technology, you do it. And I, um, I went to art school. I was a kind of, I'm a humanities graduate. I, I did not know about technology. I had no knowledge of, of IT or, or web programming or nothing. So I sort of pretended that I did and then blagged it like everybody did then. And like I think people do now through you know, various new technologies. And that's how I created a career building web platforms, websites, digital stuff. And, and now we build digital products for startups. So I'm not a techie, I'm a creative. And I, so, so I was working in this business doing this stuff. And I kind of, um, with the guy I, I co-founded my first company, we were just were pissed off. We, we didn't like our bosses too much. They were messing us around. We didn't think they were doing a very good service. We felt we could do something better. And it was kind of like, if now, when? If not now, when? So there was no grand plan. And we just thought we could do a better job. And we wanted to create something that we felt we could be proud of. And so that's how I set up. We set up a company. And back in those days, being an entrepreneur wasn't a career choice. (laughs) No, no. It's only recently they became a a career choice. Yeah, it was no infrastructure. So it was it was called in the UK, which is where I am. It was called um, uh, setting up a small business. (laughs) Yeah. So you set up this small business. What happened? 
Well, we, it, it, very quickly, it, oh, 9-11 happened, actually. It was 2001. June, June 2001, we set up a brand design business, but very much focused on digital design. Mm -hmm. And we had, a lot of, we had a lot of experience in the video games industry, um, just going into setting up the company. So there was two of us in a little office. We had one project that, that paid the bills for, for June and July. And I remember we got another project that paid for August. And then I looked at September and October and November and December. <laughs> And there was nothing and i was like holy shit and and that that feeling has never left me i've got to say but that's you know 21 years later and then september happened and september the 11th happened yeah that that that's a fun day oh my god well so yeah i mean i was like i remember thinking actually this is this is kind of i don't know if i should admit this but i remember thinking god this is a pain in the ass i'm trying to sell some stuff to like <laughs> i need to keep my my startup going like what <laughs> Because I was trying to pitch to a guy and he was distracted watching the TV. And anyway, so <laughs> understandably, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. And I was like, but I was so like consumed with my damn startup. It was like I was more more worried about that than this event that was literally happening in the moment. But yeah, the nine eleven happened, and, and and what was ironic is um, because we were a startup at this time, um, and we were young and kind of I guess hungry, and uh, you know we were out there doing our thing. We ended up being able to build a business very rapidly, taking work from other um, bigger, more established companies because everybody's budgets were reduced. And so we could come in and be very nimble and hungry and pick up a lot of uh, new business from very from people like Sony PlayStation, who became a big client of ours at that time. So, so, so ironically, when we first started the business, it was a kind of really weird six months of kind of change and fear and all this kind of crazy stuff happening in, in in the news but our business really took off and within i think uh within three years we went from like zero turnover on day one to over a million pounds in turnover um with all bootstrapped no investment it was kind of like um and, and all at a time when a lot of other people subsequently when i met them were losing their businesses and blaming 9-11 as this kind of thing that ruined their business but for us we thrived through that so it was kind of it was kind of weird it, it was very counterintuitive but the thing went really well and, and and um and we ended up building a bit of a reputation as like one of the top uh, agencies to go to for digital design brand design for the video games industry I love that. I love how you you started off just making websites as an art student um, at a company growing. And then all of a sudden you did this bootstrap business and you're killing it during a, a period where everybody was was dealing with 9-11 and dealing with the consequences of that and trying to figure out how to do business in that new age. Yeah, it was um, it was. A, and, and then looking back, I, we were just we were just naive. You know, we did. There was no real plan. There was no strategy. There was no, we didn't really think about what our brand was. There was no lean startup. There was no um, kind of Gary V. There's nobody telling you about kind of, you know, David Goggins giving you sort of like kick up the ass every morning. There was no social media. There was kind of us and a lot of naivety. And and we just, if I'm honest, we just sort of, I think we had some talent and we were in the, we were in the right time and we were out. We, we showed up we went to to kind of we, we, we were based in the north of the UK about two hours from London on a train, but we would get on the train and go to London and go to all these offices and go hey, who are you what's that can we do that we'll do that. And, we, <laughs> and literally just like, you know, like very cheeky. So that's how I think we built the business we just showed up at a time when there was all this change happening and we got we got the gig. 
I, I think what's really great about it, you guys going in with your naivety and not really knowing the rules of business, if you will, which allowed you guys to be that nimble because you're like, oh, well, we can do it this way. And no one's told us no. So we're going to continue doing this way. And you continue doing that. Like you said, take the train two hours, go down and go into each of these businesses. No one's doing that any at that time. They were probably emailing or calling, whereas you're showing up to these businesses. Yeah, and it's actually just, there's it, it, it a great um, Woody Allen quote where he says that the secret to success is to just show up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could read that in many different ways, like showing up every day and grinding it out or showing up, literally showing up. And, and actually, it's just funny because you fast forward now, like, if you show up somewhere and go and see someone for a coffee, it blows people's minds. I mean, it, it, by the way, this literally happened to me two weeks ago. I was sat on a rooftop terrace in, uh, in Soho in London. And it was a beautiful day. And I, I, I met this guy who I'd been connected with on LinkedIn. And I, I was in town and we, he happened to be free. I happened to be free and we met for a coffee. And he said, this is the first coffee I've had since the lockdown because I've just been in the office and I've just been working and doing remote calls. And I was like, what? So suddenly we've got this amazing flow. We're each chatting and collaborating. And it's, he's a very influential guy in the space that we're in. And it was just, I showed up. You know, and, and so the different you talk about marketing, you talk about positioning and everyone's talking about growth hacks and what have you. And they're so caught up in Internet. You go and show up and see somebody, you know, human beings buy from other human beings and you vibe over a coffee or a beer or whatever. Yeah. And that's value that, 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 that transcends any kind of like hack you can do by automating stuff on LinkedIn or what have you. It's true. Uh, meeting in person is so much better. I've met a couple of the people I've interviewed on this podcast in person and the friendship just deepens. The connection just deepens when you meet in person because it's no longer this invisible person I'm talking to. I actually can feel touch and it's uh, a lot better. Um, I, I want to know when you went into, cause I know you touched upon it in uh, honey, I blew up the business when you transitioned to the tech department and you were having all the success and then the uh, unfortunate part happened the uh, the bad times that hit with your partner dealing with uh his personal troubles and you were dealing with your personal troubles i don't want to give too much away because i want people to go and listen to the the episode because it is an amazing story that you tell in it and the first two episodes are probably the uh, best episode first two episodes i've ever heard on a podcast so i want people to go listen to the episode to get the full thing because your story about where you went to, what happened, and where you are now is incredible because it is kind of like a rocky story. It's a comeback story. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And, and you know, and the, and the rocky story is a archetypal story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the hero's journey, right? And I, I hesitate to call myself a hero in this, but this is what it's called. And if you if you have ever watched Star Wars, you know, or the original Star Wars is the good ones. And um, <laughs> that's what is based on a, a framework called the hero's journey, which was a guy called. Um, I'll put it down here. So it's a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, which inspired George Lucas to write Star Wars in this framework. And it's because this is the story. This is the Rocky story. Is it basically the, you fall through the floor and it all goes wrong and you've got to pull yourself back again. And, and, I, and I found myself living that story and I, I can see it now. But what happened was I kind of, you know, like I flew too close to the sun. You know, my, my, my after hubris comes nemesis. You know, it's, it, I was um, I had a very successful company. We were winning lots of awards. Uh, I, we were traveling all over the world. So, so I'd been named one of the top 25 most innov innovative people in Europe, Middle East and Asia. 
And then we were invited to take our, an event series to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest conference to represent the UK in the tech uh, festival. Wow. And so I'm literally like, and we'd grown the business a lot and had a record quarter. And, you know, I thought I was kind of hot shit, you know, and we've been doing it for kind of 13 years. And I thought, yeah, I know I fig I figured it out. I'm the guy. And I was kind of cruising around, um, you know, in my international travel and awards and what have you, and thinking, yeah, I've got it sorted. And it turned out I hadn't. I was just like not paying attention to the business. I'd kind of disconnected from it. Uh, I, it was, there was things that weren't right, but I'd built a management team and I, I was like, no, you're running it. I'm doing the, you know, fun stuff. And, and then all the chickens came home to roost. And I sort of, after flying too close to the sun, zoomed crashing towards the floor. And, and again, please check out the trailer and thank you for the mm. feedback on it. And, and, the, and the, 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 I mean, every episode is really fascinating because what I do is I speak to other entrepreneurs about the times when it went wrong for them. Yeah. And part of my mission, by the way, in all this is, is to help uh, other entrepreneurs, maybe you listening to, um, uh, well, two things. One is to don't do the stupid mistakes <laughs> I made, right? <laughs> Right, so learn from mistakes because we all make them and you don't get out of this without hitting your nose on the floor a lot right and the second thing is to provide a kind of sense of, of community and a sense of maybe you know sometimes when you're leading a business and you're an entrepreneur it can feel and is lonely yeah and you make mistakes and you feel like a doofus you feel stupid you feel maybe shame you maybe mess something up lost some money burned something made got drunk and made an asshole of yourself at a party you know these are all things that we get uh, that happen to human beings and you're in a you can kind of beat yourself up a lot but my, my kind of the, the purpose of the, of the podcast is to sort of say hey listen this is the way it is this is the real what goes down and we're all part of the same of the same tribe Right. So we're all part of a gang that's out trying to walk this narrow path, which is very, very difficult. And just be aware of your well, I was like self-sabotaging, basically. And that's why the business blew up. And I was able to save the business. And we through lots of blood, sweat and tears um, turned that around. And it is now doing better than ever. It, it took a lot of effort and a lot of risk and a lot of kind of um, uh, but, but most importantly, a lot of um, my opening up and my personally needing to sort of grow. And so going back to our hero's journey story, the thing I learned after I fell through the floor was that I had to fight a load of de demons and dragons and get the kind of win the gold. You know, if you think about something like, um, like all these stories, you, you win the battle. But the point is you're kind of learning about yourself and I can come back now and share that information with the world. And that is, by the way, the third part of the hero's journey is to share what you've learned in the underworld, in, in this sort of place where it all goes wrong and share it with people. So what, my mission is to share what I learned and what I learned was to sort of um, get over myself and to be much more grounded and to sort of, that's how you run a successful business. I love it. I love it. And that's a great tip uh, for uh, entrepreneurs starting is to always stay humble because the minute you start letting your hubris grow, there's the opportunity you're going to fly too close to the sun and then hit that that drop and it could be uh, devastating to you. Um, I want to know in your, oh, your many years of entrepreneurship, your, uh, your 18 years, over 18 years, close to 20 years now, um, there must've been a moment in the whole journey that just stands out and that kind of like solidifies why 
you decided to jump into the entrepreneurial world? I know you jumped in because you're like, we don't like our boss. We can do it better. Mm. But I'm pretty sure that you, the reason changed over time to give you a more satisfied reason. Um, but what is a memory you have or a moment in your career in the over the spanning the 20 years that you're like, this is why this is why I continue to wake up every morning to be a, an entrepreneur and run my own business? Uh, yeah, well, actually, one that's happened recently, and, and I think that the, the big thing, the sort of overarching thing that's been throughout it is the freedom to pursue what's in your own heart. Yeah, now, so that can, if you're not grounded and humble, as you say, lead you to the wrong place. But I did have the freedom to burn myself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it was my choice to do all the stuff that we ended up doing. And, and frankly, it was a lot of fun. And we, we we had great success while it lasted. And then it just, just we just approached it wrong. So it didn't sustain itself. Um, but that was my choice. And I had the freedom to make that choice. And I had the freedom to turn it around. I mean, it was my choice, by the way. It was uh, at the time um, when it was all going wrong. There was a period, um, I think it was the September of 2017, where um, we had to, my business partner and I, stump up a load of money other, like within a week. Otherwise, the whole thing was going to go. And <laughs> it was like not at all guaranteed that the money we put in would ever come back it was like the the way the trajectory of sales was going it's like this could go the next month and then the, so the money we put in may just disappear because the whole thing could go next month but if we don't put the money in it's going to go now okay so so that so at that time we, we, we chose to vote with optimism all right we said okay well if we don't put the money in it's definitely going if we do put the money in we have a shot this is your kind of rocky moment right yeah Where, like listen there's a we've got a month to kind of like you know fill in all the gaps in the sort of rest of it so there was a chance and in that moment i felt you know i, I think i can do this yeah no i didn't know i could do it like if you're going to walk across a bloody tightrope you don't know maybe you think you can but you, there's always a chance you'll fall and so but it was a vote of confidence in myself in myself like a self-belief i thought no nah, i think i can do this I think I can thread the needle and, and we pulled it off. All right. So, so the point being is I had a choice, I had the freedom to choose to, to not do it or to do it. And to do it was hard to not do. It would be harder. I think. And, and the whole thing, I had the, the freedom. So the whole thing is about the freedom to pursue what you want to pursue. So I'll, I'll bring you up to date and, and a concrete example of what that, 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 how that manifests itself now. So within the last uh, three months, I would say that some of the uh, breakthrough insights that were created in the moment of crisis are now really beginning to flower. Okay. Right. So, so here's what happened. Like in the summer 2017, hemorrhaging cash, everything's going wrong. Had to like let like 10 people go from a team of 25. So we were like 15 people and very painful, uh, lots of turmoil, lots of personal life turmoil because I wasn't handling myself very well. Anyway, the point being drama, but in the middle of it, I'm like, okay, that hasn't worked. Yeah. My, my, my hubris is now broken and I cannot argue that I've, I've done a good job here. All right. So, so I had to kind of get over myself and in that kind of like the quiet in the middle of the storm, I was like, well, okay, what have I done wrong? And what I realized was that, um, I was kind of serving 
the wrong God, as it were, serving the wrong interests. Like I was kind of ch- the business I, I built was doing really, really great, interesting, cutting edge uh, technology um, projects for big companies. People like Microsoft advertising would phone us up and say, hey, we're doing a world first. Well, we had an idea, sorry, for a world first augmented reality thing for a big store in the UK, in London. Could, could you create it? And we would create it and win awards and, you know, very cutting edge, high profile things like that. But it was kind of like, wasn't really making an impact or a notice. It was fun, but wasn't making a real improvement to the, the client's business. And I thought, yeah, I've built a business that's basically selling like froth. Yeah. All right. And so the problem is that the guys commissioning it, like the innovation manager, and these big companies would be like really into doing the idea, but the chief financial officer or the financial director are like, how much for an app? <laughs> like we've already got an app <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but this one's got, you know, blockchain in it or something. And you know, some, something that's new, but doesn't really substantively add any value. I'm not saying blockchain does or doesn't, but you know what I mean? Like new technology. It doesn't, it doesn't provide immediate value yeah. where they can quantify how much they're going to make from it. Yeah, quite. And so, so, and then it was just at the time, just after Brexit, and everybody got really weird over here with like the, what the future was going to look like and all that stuff. So, the point was that it got a bit wobbly in the economy, and everyone just stopped spending money on frothy, exciting new technology stuff. And so, as my business is collapsing because of that, I'm like, yeah, if I'd have built a business that genuinely used technology to genuinely improve its clients' businesses, and we can quantify that and measure that, that would be a better bet to avoid the situation I'm in now, the pain I'm feeling right now, than the thing I previously did. All right, so that was the insight that happened to me. And only, I only got to that because I was in the middle of this painful experience. And and then, so we subsequently created a method that sort of does that. So we when we build, we build uh, digital products for people now. And when we build them, we measure every time we iterate on, on anything, what happened, and then we align that with what the vision of the, the client is, and then deliver against that, as opposed to, uh, creating the perfect solution or the latest solution or the most clever solution or the thing that's going to be most beneficial to me personally. We serve the interest of the client and then go with them for the long term. All right. So hold that thought. This this thing we call the tech boot camp, this method. So it was within the last three months where really I would say we kept doing this thing. We kept running the process. We kept training the team. We kept on winning on new business. And we're now working with the, uh, particularly impact led startup founders. And I'm telling you, this thing is just the competitive advantage, the method we created, because the people we're talking to, the founders we're talking to, they really need this to help them grow their business without wasting a lot of money in a climate where it's difficult to raise, to raise funds. So our approach helps them spend less money, but do it more wisely. So they need to raise less funds from investors, so, which is difficult to do. Yeah, so, so the, whole, the whole thing is the satisfaction I feel to answer your question, to, start, uh, to, to, to five years later, after pursuing something I believe and knew to be true in my heart because I felt the pain uh, in the moment, to pursue that and find what we, what, maybe you call it product market fit or the circumstances shift, to find when that actually works is blowing my mind. So yeah, it's kind of like, that's the kind of um, um, thing that makes me want to be an entrepreneur. I love it. Um... We're coming up to near the end of the episode, and I hate this because it's, I don't want to say goodbye to you, Dan, uh, but I have two more questions for you, and then I'll, uh, I'll let you go because I've taken a lot of your time, and I, I thank you so much. Um, is there a book 
that you suggest to entrepreneurs to reach just to start their journey or if they're facing a difficult moment like you since you faced this difficult moment you faced your hubris and came out on top is there any books that you can suggest to entrepreneurs to read so that they can feel if they're in the same spot you were in yeah there's a couple actually one is just the big thing you need to work on is yourself all right and the number one thing you need to realize is your mind isn't necessarily your friend and when it's under pressure or your emotional responses yeah so there's a book called the chimp paradox which i would recommend it's a british guy but it's a he's advised a lot of very top athletes and what have you it's about how you manage your mental state and very characterize your um you know more primal responses as a chimp response you know like a chimp believes it's in the jungle mm -hmm. and so it's fighting and paranoid and everything's black and white and you run away so understand yourself and that book's a great starting point and really helped me the second one is ryan holiday's the obstacle is the way yeah it's a book about stoic philosophy and how it applies to well various circumstances but how often when something quotes bad happens or something unexpected happens you want to get it off your desk as quickly as possible and then move on to where it's good and normal but actually holiday holiday's argument i mean he quotes all the stoic philosophers but his the argument is the obstacle is the path you need to take and actually the answer to solve the problem that you're facing is within the problem so you hu hug it close I like that. I'm definitely going to be picking up both those books. So they seem very, very interesting. Now we're coming up to the last question. This is a question that sparks conversation. I really love it. It's uh, by Seek Discomfort. Uh, if you've listened to the episodes in the past, the Yes Theory uh, company that helps people push their boundaries. So my question to you from the game is, who is someone you look up to, but you've never met? Hmm. Uh... Do, I, I mean, I, do you know what I, i'm trying to think oh do you know what um robert green the author oh i love his books yeah well i've been really following him on, on instagram and he, he puts out these um reels that where he's like his edits of interviews he's been on and i've got to tell you i'm really kind of falling in love with this guy's brain because he's <laughs> he's I, I mean i wasn't really I and mean, this is quite new I, I had i had bought the 48 laws of power just because yeah. it was quite notorious and i never really read it i was i think i was put off by the, its kind of notoriety but mm -hmm. then I, I i saw some interviews with him and then i read the um or oh, the mastery book he's got yes and it's just brilliant brilliant and and uh, and then subsequently a pal of mine's a big fan of his and, and uh, anyway follow him on instagram it's just gold every single sequence and it, it, so I, I think he's what I like about him is he's very well read but he's very practical and he just seems like an interesting guy so um yeah and I bet he's got some stories oh I can only imagine the stories that this man has from the people he's talked to and I have the I have both mastery and the 48 laws of power they're both amazing but I I do agree the 48 laws of power was a sludge to get through because it's it's not the typical type of book you read um mm. Dan, I want to thank you for being on the show. I'm going to jump off the screen for a second. I'm going to allow you to let my audience know where they can follow you, how they can get in contact with you. Uh, and so the floor is yours, sir. Well, well that's great. Well, you can find me. Uh, well, search up Honey, I Blow Up the Business on your favorite podcast provider, um, Apple, Spotify, or what have you. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan Kirby, T-H-E. There's only one Dan Kirby, the Dan Kirby. And I'm on LinkedIn. Just search for my name. And the company is The Tech Dept, 
department, thetechdepartment.com. So check us out. And um, yeah, and hopefully if you listen to the podcast, you might get some value. And uh, yeah, like the first, the first couple of episodes are great. The trailer is a real rip-roaring story. And Dan Sullivan is a, a fantastic uh, mentor of mine and, and coach uh, who I was coaching with that year when I was, it all went wrong. And we, he seriously helped me turn things around. So it's full of wisdom. In fact, he talks in the first episode about how his worst day was his biggest breakthrough. Yes, uh, that was a that was a great story to uh, to listen to. How he tells the two worst days of his life were also the best days of his life. So it's an interesting take on it. Um, Dan, I want to thank you again for being a guest. It's it's it was an amazing opportunity to talk to with you twice and having you in my network. I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the show and sharing your story. Well, it's my absolute pleasure, and, and listen, uh, thank you for having me. Excellent. To my audience, as you know, always the show notes will have all the links to connect with Dan and see what he does. And I definitely, definitely highly suggest you listen to his podcast. Um, it's, it takes you to a different world and it lets you know that even if people are super successful, they've had horrible days and horrible months and years. So go ahead and listen to that. And remember to always, always invest in yourself. 